0: A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. And speaking of sexy bodies, that is what we are going to talk about today, how to rejuvenate your sex life. And we have a special guest with us today, Dr. Lisa Kang, who's going to give us state-of-the-art, dare I say, Cutting edge information all about how to rejuvenate your sex life. And here at Modern Love Radio, we know that rejuvenating love is just as important as sex because, with any luck at all, you've got those two connected. And we are so excited to have you as part of our audience. We've got a special, special, wonderful gift for you. You are going to be able to join a free live teleseminar on March seventh called "What's Eating You." Now, those of you who saw the Dr. Oz appearance that I did just a couple of weeks ago, you know that our subject, Noni, was struggling with binge eating and overeating, and it's not what she was eating; it's what was causing the eating. So, in What's Eating You, you'll have a chance to learn the secrets to heal what's eating you, and also secrets to eating a super healthy diet that supports you in every way in your life so that you fall in love with yourself. So, in order to join that teleseminar, go to Eventbrite right now and grab your space. It's live March 7th. And I definitely want you to be part of our audience. And you want to grab a space on March 10th for a live in-person seminar in our training center, our Modern Love Training Center here in San Francisco. And we're going to talk about M-O-N-E-Y. The seminar is called Money, What's Love Got to Do With It? Five Secrets to Make Peace with Money fall in love with money, and absolutely enjoy love and money in your life. Again, that's on Eventbrite also. One is on the phone live, one is in person live, and the the March 10th is a full day live. March 7th is a 75-minute teleseminar, What's Eating You, and I'll have my special guest with me in that seminar. So let's get to our dear Dr. Brenda question It says, Dear Dr. Brenda, what's going on with plastic surgery these days? My sister, let's call her Rebecca, discussed her own daughter's nose job and implant and, quote, boob job with a stranger while at dinner in a public restaurant where everyone could hear. My other sister, Beth, told her son and daughter she'd gladly pay for new noses for them, and both my sisters have had plastic surgery they can afford it, that's their business, but do they have to publicly congratulate each other on how great the surgery is? Am I right? Uh, this is from All Natural Woman. Listen, Natural Woman, everybody has the right to choose their path of how they want to look and what it means for them. I want to give this advice to those who are choosing a path of surgery and other as people say, updates, do what you feel works for you, but from a place of self-love. If you're doing it because you think you're not good enough, you think you're not lovable enough, you think you're not worthy, then you're moving the wrong direction. If you're saying, I feel great about myself, and this is part of my self-care, go for it. And I think what's bugging you, all-natural woman, is people are being so public about it, and something about that is uncomfortable for you. So it's okay if people think it's great to talk about it. It's okay for you to say, gee, that's a conversation I don't want to participate in, and excuse yourself. If you pick up that your niece or someone else feels embarrassed, then it's okay to give your sister that little nudge of, privacy, please. And whatever you do, don't stew over this. If you're uncomfortable, talk to your family members about it. It's the things we don't talk about that create dissension. The things we do talk about, we can heal. Now, let me tell you about our special guest. We have Dr. Lisa Kang, the co-founder and the co-owner of Serenity Med Spa. In both San Francisco and Burlingame. For several years after her surgical training, Dr. Lisa ran a successful private practice in San Francisco with her brother, Dr. David Kang, also a board certified general surgeon. In 2006, she and her brother founded Serenity Med Spa. Since then, Dr. Lisa has wholly focused mm-hmm. her practice on non invasive and minimally invasive cosmetic procedures for the face and body. I'll tell you now, her website is www.SerenityMedSpa.com. She cares deeply about helping reveal her client's unique natural beauty. She meets with each client to map out customized treatment. Today, we're going to talk about something that's very important for women and men, you need to know about it, too, and that is vaginal rejuvenation or vaginoplasty, which is about rejuvenating, yes, the V, the VG, the vagina. So let's talk to you, Dr. Lisa. Tell us a little bit about you. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Wade, and um, having me on the show. It's nice to be here um, as you mentioned, um, well, I started the Surani Med Spa um, a little over 11 years ago, and um, currently, I had the fortunate of having the second office uh, location in Burlingame. Um, and um, in terms of vaginal rejuvenation, this is certainly a topic that we haven't uh, talked about uh, for the most part, um, you know, now, with women. first, uh,
0: would you would you tell people, tell our listeners a little more about why vaginal rejuvenation is even a thing? What is going on that vaginal rejuvenation is addressing? Because we're in this whole realm now. This is a big topic. Dr. Oz just did a big piece on the pink Viagra, as it's called, pink Viagra designed for women. And it's a pill that you take every single day for the rest of your life to treat uh sexual desire, so that your sex urges will come back, but it's a pill you're taking every day. Now, what does that whole arena of women's sexuality, tell us a little more about that, and then we'll get into talking about the pill versus surgery and, and other treatments that are out there.
1: I mean, it's certainly as I'm getting older and as women get older, I mean, our hormones change, and as you have kids, um, you know, anatomy changes. So, um, you know, we, as we get older, we have the vaginal dryness, um, stress urinary incontinence, you know, looseness. But, uh, you know, personally speaking for myself, as I get older, I still feel very youthful. And a lot of women, they still want to have a enjoyable sex life or be able to, um, you know, have enjoyed times with their partners and as your arousal goes down, it's, it's definitely not the same as before. And, and for me, having had two kids, not only that, um, you know, I've developed a stress urinary incontinence. So, you know, that gets very uncomfortable, especially if they're trying to exercise or if you sneeze and cough. And it's not a fun thing. So um, so the know, urinary do,
0: incontinence is that if you sneeze or cough, those muscles give way. And we have a little accident, Correct, And certainly uh, these are some of the things related to uh, anatomical changes, as you mentioned, through childbirth and, and uh, changing in hormones also. Now, is any of this linked in terms of hormone changes, muscular changes? Is any of this linked to anything else that we should know about? I
1: think it's pretty much um, all of the above. It's not one thing versus another. However, you know, everybody's different. You know, some people that have had kids, you know, they might have more issues than some people that may have not had kids. But uh, despite that, I think as we get older, inevitably for all women, you know, our hormone levels do go down and, you know, our collagen production do go down. So we're going to experience, you know, a certain degree of, the symptoms that I mentioned one way or the other. So I think uh, it's pretty much uh, happens to most women. It's just a matter of the degree.
0: Right. And then also one of the things that I know know a number of people have suffered from, because I certainly see it in our training programs and private practice also, women who have pain on intercourse because of dryness and the discomfort getting in the way of, a normal healthy sex life So Given the pain, given dryness Given uh, decrease And possible Arousal, these kinds of things You know on the market Right now we've got pink theogra. We have the treatment we're Going to talk about in just a moment Is there anything else out there That we should include in our Discussion
1: I think you cover most of it um, In terms of You know, before uh, all this non-invasive treatment, um, women really didn't have much choice. Unlike men, I think men had a little bit more options. But, uh, you know, certainly doing surgery is such a huge commitment and major downtime, and it's not uh, necessarily the best option for a lot of women. Now, I have to back up for
0: a minute. When you said men had more options, what am I missing? Men have Viagra and what else? I mean, drugs, you know, the Cialis, Viagra, whatever, but they're drugs. Are there other procedures that men can have also to increase libido or sexual functioning?
1: there are other procedures but I mean I, I don't think men go through the same kind of issues as women so I think it's just completely different anatomy so it's um, you know that's for sure it's different anatomy things, Dr. Lisa right, <laughs> right? <laughs> they, don't, they don't have the the issues that women have and they're not giving birth yeah. to babies
0: I was listening um, a
1: that's few nights a ago to a comedy to sketch
0: <laughs> by Trevor Noah that really for me was hilarious Mr. Noah said you know Whole human beings come out of the vagina, and yet it goes on to function as it was meant to function. And it was such a funny statement. I just loved it. He was kind of being the whole human being, stepping out while he's saying this, in any case. So what we're talking about is this whole spectrum of how women sustain, maintain sexual functioning And do you ever see younger women that also are having incontinence or having vaginal dryness or any of these symptoms? Does this happen in younger women? Is
1: it all age-related? I mean, a lot of it is age-related. However, you know, some people do go through, you know, menopausal symptoms sooner for whatever reason. So I think it's definitely... Um, mostly related to that, um, but uh, yeah, I would say more in you know women in their forties uh, onwards that uh, we are addressing for the most part. Okay, so it's related to menopause and
0: it's related to hormones changing, and then childbirth can exacerbate some of the symptoms. Exactly. Okay. Correct. So, you know, critics are saying that the increased popularity of vaginal cosmetic surgery reflects a society that's scrutinizing even the most intimate parts of a woman's body, and it's fueled by an industry that feeds on female insecurity. What would you say in response to that criticism?
1: Well, I mean, for me personally, I don't think it's about insecurity. I think it's about feeling better about yourself and wanting to, Um, you know, address symptoms just like any other parts of your body Um, and it's uh, certainly an outcome of aging process that, uh, you know, if you were getting sick in other parts of the body, why wouldn't you want to address that and improve it? So I don't see it as that. I I understand it's uh, we're addressing issues around, you know, intimate areas. However, to me, there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve that area per se versus any other parts of your body so i'm
0: not yeah so this is something that isn't so much about cosmetic or something to improve your looks this is really about treating medical conditions including incontinence
1: and sexual dysfunction absolutely um like i said um you know, the, one of the major issues that I had after my childbirth was just urinary incontinence. And certainly I wasn't going to have surgery to address that. It wasn't that severe. Um, however, even doing jumping jacks when I was exercising, I wasn't able to do that. Or sneezing and coughing was, you know, sometimes can be a challenge. So for
0: me, <laughs> Taking a risk. You know, I'm going to sneeze. Oh, no, look it. out. <laughs> and, you know, for um, men who are listening who have never experienced this, I just want you to know you need to have deep empathy if you have a female partner or a mom or a sister or an aunt or anyone who's experiencing these symptoms because one of the key messages and the reasons that Dr. Lisa and I are doing this show tonight is so that the information is there that there are options available. Women don't have to suffer with incontinence. And, you know, be afraid to sneeze for fear that they're going to have a, quote, accident. And certainly you deserve to have an active and enjoyable sex life. So, Dr. Lisa, would you just give us a comparison of how the pink Viagra works compared to the vaginal surgery, compared to the non-invasive vaginal treatment that you do? Because these are the three options that I think everyone wants information about so they can compare them and make an informed decision.
1: Um, First of all, the surgery, I mean, it's not uh, meant for everybody, obviously. Um, You need to have severe enough symptoms to, you know, go into that route to, you know, undertake a uh, surgery because of uh, obviously the downtime and changing your anatomy, and and it can be a, you know, certainly not the best option to be able to be um, healing from that kind of a surgery because it, there's definitely complications with any kind of surgical operation. So you really need to um, tread that carefully and make sure you're the right candidate and you'll benefit from it. Um, the, the good thing about the non-invasive treatments is the risk is uh, very minimal. These are such safe treatments with uh, very little downtime that uh, pretty much most women can do. So, and the the benefits from are pretty great. Um, we get excellent results from the feminine rejuvenation treatment. So, I think you're always uh, comparing risk to benefit ratios. So, with the non-invasive treatments. Uh, many women can improve their symptoms, um, you know, improve their sex life uh, without having to have the high risk of... Yeah, with the high-risk surgery, surgery. there's
0: actual cutting involved, right? I mean, there's actually a surgery. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, there's cutting and there's no cutting in the non-invasive. Now, with the pink viagra, we'll circle back so you can describe the non-invasive in just a minute, but with the pink viagra, are there... Is there a downside to that?
1: I mean, certainly taking pills, I mean, uh, you know, that's uh, the effects are short-lived, so that's something you need to do as an ongoing basis. Um, if it works for some people, I think that's fine. Um, however, that's not going to address the laxity or any of the other symptoms that women feel, so that may be more to increase the sexual pleasure of it. Um, however, um, it's not addressing the other symptoms that a woman might have. So I think uh, that's not an you know overall answer for all the things. I mean, if being Viagra works for some people to address whatever their needs are, then I think that may be something they can consider or as an adjunct to other treatments. However, I don't think that's uh, addressing the whole um, you know, the condition that a uh, other woman may feel. So, so, think, uh, so
0: what you're saying is that the vaginal treatments are one thing. The pill is another. The pill, of course, is uh, – now, help me understand this. As I under, understood the pill is some part hormones and some part just aimed at stimulating sexual arousal. Is that right?
1: I'm correct. So I think, uh, you know, there's always I mean, I think it's hard to generalize everything for all the women because everybody has different conditions and where they are in life. Some people, I think, definitely can uh, benefit from um, hormone replacement. Um, You know, it's it's, it's not one thing is pretty much for everybody. So it's addressing different issues. So I think it really needs to be more targeted to – addressing what exactly is the symptom of that person.
0: Okay, so so if your symptoms are you're having incontinence, you're having what's medically termed as vaginal laxness, that means things aren't as tight as they used to be, everybody after a baby or hormones going down, and versus loss of libido, which is just interest in sex. So you would say the pill addresses the vaginal tightness. No. Does it does it address vaginal tightness? I I guess that's the no, question. Uh,
1: yeah, that's more for sexual desire perhaps. Okay, but, so uh, that's I libido. Mean, All right. Okay, so libido correct. is I mean, addressed by the compared pill. To the, the, the Viagra. Um so I think that's addressing more of the desire, which is uh little bit different than the, uh, you know, the physical anatomy that the the rejuvenation treatment uh, can address. And then if you're, I mean, obviously if you're low on hormones, that is going to play a role. So you do need to address that part of it. So mm-hmm. I think um, again, we need to find out what exactly is, um, you know, the symptoms and the causes of whatever the the woman wants to improve.
0: Okay, so. Let's get into a couple of specific things about the procedure that you do. How is it different from the surgery? Which of the symptoms that we've just talked about does it address? Because we want to be clear so people know what this option is. And by the way, we're also going to talk for a little bit about your attitude, about your body, your genitals, your sexuality because all of these are in the realm of women's awakening and we're going through a time right now finally of women awakening and the awakening to valuing feminine power femininity feminine wisdom and it's high time in fact hashtag times up and hashtag me too all of these experiences and sometimes traumas that women have experienced. I've worked with any number of women in our training programs who are traumatized sexually as children or young adults. In fact, our subject on Dr. Oz on the recent show that's already aired talked about her eating coming from early sexual trauma when she was sexually abused starting at the age of four. And, of course, trying to deal with the anxiety, deal with the depression and distress, food became her medicine because she couldn't even talk as a little girl about what had happened to her. So all of these things are connected. How women are treated leads to how women see themselves, leads to how women feel about their bodies, their sexuality, and all of this interlocks. And we have an array of options available we're going to talk now about the difference between surgery and the non-invasive procedure that dr lisa and other doctors like herself offer but i want you to remember your attitude about yourself as a feminine being is so important it is crucially important Remember to honor your body in fact one of my favorite quotes is from Mary McLeod Bethune, who says women deserve to be honored because they can bring forth life and they make life worth living so think about that if there were no women on this planet none of us would be here and life would not be worth living alright so Dr. Lisa tell us about this procedure exactly how does it work what is it
1: so there are many different types of uh, non-invasive uh, vaginal rejuvenation. Um, there's one that uses radiofrequency, which doesn't have any downtime that basically heats up the, the tissue, so inside the vaginal canal as well as the outside in the labial area. Um, and then there are other laser treatments that helps to resurface the area, so gently getting rid of the older tissue and helping you make new uh, tissue. So um, at at, at least at Serenium Med Spa, we offer two different types, uh, which is the Neva, that uses the radio frequency, um, and then we have the Diva laser treatment, which I feel like is one of the best uh, treatments out there that um, has a combination of uh, two different lasers that helps to resurface as well as to heat up the tissue to um, help build collagen. So with these treatments, ideally you want to do three treatment series, uh, at least in the first year, like uh, once a month approximately. Then you can maintain maybe uh, once a year treatment after the initial series. And, um, and after the series, there's a definitely a high set satis- of satisfaction rates uh, for women in terms of improving, improving vaginal dryness, the vaginal tightness, breastary incontinence, um, um, improve the labial uh, area where you know as you get older it definitely gets looser there so in terms of tightening that as well So, um, and then it's pretty much a quick in and out procedure there's minimal downtime if and any with this treatment so it's very easy for women to do and they can pretty much uh, go back to their normal activities so as more and more women are finding out about these procedures I and mean, they're truly you know taking action to empower themselves now that uh, you know there are definitely good options out there so I think uh, more women are finding out about these procedures. so whereas before again there was you no know, good options you know surgery was pretty much the only thing so so it's been um, very rewarding so this
0: is an option yeah. that allows people to have the treatment and there's no downtime at all
1: that's amazing Yeah, or, I mean, with the DIVA treatment, you may have a mild cramping for a couple days. Um, You do need to abstain abstain from um, sexual activity for 48 hours. But other than that, um, you know, there's really no other downtime. Yeah, that's very
0: different from surgery. And, you know, I did interview a couple of people prior to this show just to talk to people who've had the procedure, and one of them reported that she had no downtime at all and that, Her husband said he was very happy with the results because he could feel that uh, there was more tightness and she was having a lot of pain. And she said the pain was reduced by 50% after the procedure. That's a pretty darn good improvement, 50%. The other person I talked to said it was everything she had hoped for without going into any details. (laughs) So it's an option to treat those things that millions of women are suffering from. And it may be, if I'm understanding you, Dr. Lisa, an adjunct to pink viagra, which doesn't deal with the actual vaginal tightness or anything like that. So maybe it's a combination of treatments. So if you are somebody who is suffering any symptoms due to menopause, childbirth, or sometimes women are affected by medical conditions, think about this option and do, above all, give yourself a little mental treatment too. Any final words of advice for us, Dr. Lisa Kang?
1: So I think, um, you know, I, I love what you said. It's definitely, I do believe in mind-body connection. So, I mean, the paper Viagra, be great for people who are lacking desire, but then if you're having pain when you have sex, I mean that's gonna definitely have you not wanting to do it either. So I think it really it's a you know it's multifactorial things that we need to address. It's not like a, you know there's a magic pill for everything. So I think it is very important for women to speak to their doctors and see what it is that you know is the the issue and be able to prescribe the right kind of treatment for that. Uh, person so it does need to be customized
0: great thank you so much and everybody once again to reach dr lisa kang her website is triple serenity med com. is that right did i get yes, that right triple w serenity med med spa m-e-d Spa dot com. It's Dr. Lisa Kang, K A N G. And I want you to spend some time every day falling in love with your inner being. That spiritual essence that you are, that feminine power. Feminine power is very special because it's a creative energy. And I want you to think about creating for yourself a zone of pleasure, a zone in which you can flourish. As a feminine being because this world needs the energy that feminine beings bring to it and we need to support one another also as feminine beings. So having said that everybody go out there have a wonderful time rejuvenating your sex life do what you need to do. To live in the pleasure zone because that's a good part of having a healthy life. And big thank you to our executive producer, Mr. LeGrand Green, our associate producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning, and to all you modern lovers, many blessings. Good night. Thank you, Dr. Lisa.
1: Thank you. Thank you.